Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. the Colts cast alongside me as always I've co-host Jamal Lawrence here and you already know what's over but let's get it started hey <laughs> go ahead and follow us on social media everyone our Twitter handle is at the Colts cast and our Instagram is at Colts cast hit our YouTube up we're the Colts cast on there just search us up too hard to miss um look <laughs> it's been a roller coaster it really has everyone but you know, we're still here. We're still potting about the team we love. Three more weeks. Three more weeks until the season's over. We can rest our heads after that. But the four nine and one Indianapolis Colts are still they're still trying to win. They're still trying to win. You know, this week we get to see the Chargers coming in Lucas Oil Stadium. They're probably gonna extend their win streak to three. <laughs> you know? I I can assure you everyone that it cannot get worse. I mean I don't know if Jamal can, but I can assure you it cannot get worse from here. We we blew a 33-0 lead against the Vikings. So I I, I think we've hit rock bottom. Um, I don't know about you, Jamal. What do you think? I think we've been at rock bottom for weeks now, and it's just it's just finally finally sinking in for some people. They're realizing it. But uh, that was like the icing on the cake with, with that L. But uh, I, I think it's pretty clear that we've been at rock bottom for at least four weeks now. <laughs> at least well just to start off with our injury report as everyone knows Jonathan Taylor officially out for the season placed on IR for his high ankle sprain another star player out joining Shaquille Leonard 23 years old took a big step back from his monster season in 2021 this year playing behind a pitiful offensive line I just like just like uh, myself, Jamal, you saw a lot of declines in many categories. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking yards per carry. He was he was down a whole yard from last year. Yards per rush after contact. Amount of big rush plays. Like, <laughs> you know, almost every game last year, we got one of those big, explosive Jonathan Taylor runs that went for 30, 40 yards. It yeah. felt like. It felt like. It, it wasn't every single game, but it really felt like that. This year, I can maybe count one or two on my hand. And then the pass protection just wasn't there from him this year. Not sure what happened there. Uh, just not the same JT we're used to seeing. You know, he didn't miss a single game last season. And now he's going to end up missing six games total with ankle sprains in the same foot. Seven if you count the Minnesota game because, I mean, he went out after the first few plays. So brutal loss, but I hope he returns to elite status uh, next year. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a really brutal loss, and it's so crazy because I know at the beginning of the season when we were talking about the carries and, and thinking thinking about, uh, I forgot what the magic number you said was, but wasn't it 360 The curse of 330. 330, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you think he's missed what you said, six games this season? And yeah. he was at 192. So I think it's safe to say he probably would have eclipsed that had he been there for these other six games. So 
I hate to say that you you know that you're right with that one, but I I, I think that statistically he was well on his way past that three thirty, and it's it's what you said would happen if you you know if you had this many carries. It, it he hit three thirty and no 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 he's at one hundred and ninety two, but I'm saying that. Had he had he but been last playing, season, he hit three thirty, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But it was just a, it was a, it was a standoff season. You said you didn't want to see him do it again because you thought it may happen to him this year, earlier no. during the season. Yeah, but I think he hit the the actual curse last year. So what they say about the curse of three thirty? Oh, it's the following year. Following year, okay, you see my a, fault. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. A almost guaranteed decline. Yeah. And, I didn't realize he hit that 330 last year, but I just checked. It looked like he did. Yeah, so you I mean you are 100% right. 100% oh my god, right that curse right. is real. <laughs> it's worse than the Madden curse. <laughs> <laughs> um we had Kylan Granson and Kenny Moore. They they did not practice today. Um not sure what's going on there, but another player that they decide to waive Jamal. I'm going to let you talk about I feed Man, listen, this this is what the Colts do, man. This this is what they do. They wake up in the morning, they said, all right, let's go and get our pregame going. Let's get to the game. Oh, you decide to be productive on our team. Yo, you got to bounce. I mean, we look at what happened, Eric. Naheem against Washington. They said, you had a good game. See you later, alligator. <laughs> Odenbo has a good game. Gets a, gets a Blocks a punt for us. He's he's tied for for fifth on, on our team with sacks and six QB hits. They said, "See you later, alligator. We don't need you anymore." I, I I don't understand this team. Like, if you're productive, they're like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah." And I understand we may be in tank mode, but I know that's not the real mindset of of this uh, coaching staff and this and this uh, leadership staff. There, I don't really understand why we're gonna cut someone. Now, I understand he only had you know he didn't have a ton of tackles for us, but he's only pl- playing what. A quarter of the of the percentage of snaps that the uh, all the other D linemen are playing, so he's not in the game to really get that volume. But you think with three and a half sacks and six QB hits, with only having t- less than twenty five percent of the snaps on the team, I mean he's he's doing something right when he's getting back there. He's at least being productive when he's in the game. So I don't really understand why we dropped him, especially after again a big game. He blocked a punt. That I mean that was that was literally. Some of our points that we got on the board because we know offense only got six last game, so I'm gonna essentially credit him for the six, even though he didn't take it into the end zone. But he scored just as many points as our entire offense did, so I, I just really don't understand the, the what the culture doing because every week is just something new that you just kind of have to scratch your head and say, I, I don't really know what's going on out here. Hey, you're a really good rotational player. Get him out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Ifidi Odenibo released on Tuesday. I mean, just like you said, Jamal, I, I think this is proof that you're actively tanking. This is this is a very shocking move, and we'll we'll move on to the next shocking move in a little bit. But yeah, a sack and a block punt, probably the best game of his season. And the Colts said, "Nah, we not about to have you making us win games." <laughs> yeah, I mean. That 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 looks like tanking to me. I I don't have any other words for that. It's just I I hope he produces somewhere else. Or maybe he gets another chance with the Colts. We'll see. But you know, and at at the end of the day, <laughs> this makes our draft stock better. I I guess I can't hate them for that. That's right. It's all. That's but it's that's all part of the plan. Yeah, it does impact the winning culture though. Fans are still going to be fans. We we want to see players do well. 
we also want the best draft pick. So it, two conflicting ideas going at each other right there. But let's get to the biggest move of the week. For the <laughs> second time this season, Matt Ryan is headed to the bench. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Nick Foles enters as QB1. That's so, actually crazy. Oh, man. Why is that so crazy? Because I don't know why he's in there. He hasn't played since the preseason. I, I just don't understand why we're wasting our time, effort, energy, anything with Nick Foles. He is a non-factor for us. Matt Ryan clearly is not the answer, as we all knew. Well, as we all knew for a very long time now. Don't we gave Sam a chance when when Reich wasn't was Reich was still here. Now that Jeff Saturday is here, he doesn't want to give Sam a chance. And and I understand from his standpoint, I would assume it's probably because he wants a vet back there. He wants someone to kind of who he thinks can probably hold down the the huddle while he can't physically be in there. So I don't think he really trusts a young guy like Sam right now. And whatever, that's neither here nor there uh, because we're talking about Nick right now. But I just really don't understand. Nick Foles, who has just rolled left bench and collected some dollars this entire season, literally hasn't done anything since the preseason, just mysteriously gets a chance to come in here and now take control of the wheel. And and I don't think it's fair because we're going to let him come in here for the last three games. And I don't know, I'm sure he has hopes of winning. Um, and I'm sure that that's their plan. But I just don't understand why you choose Nick Foles when you can use Sam. You know, a, a buddy of mine where I work talking about this just today. Um, when you could use Sam to help build draft stock, why, why wouldn't you want to help to build draft stock? Bill, you can show other teams that you have a young quarterback. If you don't want to keep him, if you don't think he's the quarterback of the future for the team, mm. why not utilize him and and say, all right, let me showcase what he can do. He can he can throw a little bit. He can run a little bit. He can do what he needs to do. Other teams say, okay, well, we like that. Maybe we'll offer you a fourth pick, a fourth round pick for him instead of a sixth round pick, or you know, or something like that. I'm not saying that it can just be a pick, but Whatever the case is, you have a little bit more in your bag to use. But yet you say, no, we don't want to do that. Let's insert Nick Foles, who, I mean, I, I haven't seen him. I literally have not seen him since I was at training camp when uh, when it was in Westfield. That was the last time I saw him. He, he Half the time he doesn't, you know, half the season he didn't even dress out because Sam was dressing out. And then eventually once Jeff came in there, they, they put Sam back to third and they moved Nick Foles up to number two. So I just really do not understand the concept of bringing him in. I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, you know, he he did his thing in the Super Bowl and when he was with the the Eagles, et cetera, et cetera. Like I was even reading something today where people were talking about his last game against the Vikings where he won like 33 to 8 or something like that. That's Dude, that's all irrelevant. That's so long ago. That's years ago. None of that crap matters. None of it, none of that stuff matters. We've seen what happens when we have a, quote, elite caliber guy in the backfield right there all the season none of it mattered none of those old accolades mean nothing for the present future or the present tense that we're in right now so I just really don't know why Nick Foles is going to come in here and with with what we have going on I don't know I just think the the team has a better spunk when they have Sam in there again I haven't seen Nick during a regular season game so I don't know how receptive he'll be but um I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna continue to try to lose, just just keep Matt in there. Let him stink it up. In all honesty, if if you're if that's your goal, I mean, just let him stay in there. But I don't I don't know why we're gonna bring in someone like Nick when we just have either a very old man who can't do it anymore or a young gunner 
who wants to try to do it, and we can at least potentially get something out of him. Because what 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 are we gonna what are we gonna bring to the table if we don't use him next year? Well, I'll you know? play devil's advocate. A lot of quarterbacks aren't destined to be starters, so you could say that maybe we'll look at Sam Ellinger as a potential backup for the future. Um, not not necessarily to trade him, but to be a part of the team, just not as a starter. Nick Foles' days are probably going to be short here with the Colts. Um, you know, Frank Wright not being there. I, I don't know how long his tenure is going to be. But I can say that, you know, we do need a QB2 in the future. Sam Ellinger could be that QB2. But I, I want to talk about Matt Ryan for a little bit. I mean, it was this the reason that he got benched the Vikings game? Allowing the biggest comeback in NFL history. Got it. You know he was seeing flashbacks from the Super Bowl. You know he was. Yeah. What Was it his fault that we lost that game? The reason why I'm going to say yes is because it, because the offense didn't do anything. The offense wasn't productive. It's one of the O-line's best games they had blocking. for Holistically, one of the best games they had blocking. And we witnessed, we witnessed um, – MPJ get 10 receptions for 60 total yards, which he's probably been averaging around that much the entire season, you know, 60-yard games. And now watch the next two top receivers have four receptions each. And the next four or five after that, two and one. So, yes, I'm going to put this on the quarterback because, you're, of course, you're, you, you know, your running back got hurt early. That's fine. We had Deion Jackson and who had – Deion had, what, 14 carries for some change – and then Zach Moss at 24 for some change, I think it was. So, I mean, we still gave the ball off a lot. But when we real when we have a quarterback in there who still isn't able to facilitate the ball, because I, I don't I mean, I just I don't see Tua giving Tyreek ten receptions and giving Jalen Waddle two. Like it's just that's just not the way it works, you know? Like they're spreading the ball out to everybody out there. I don't see Mahomes doing the same thing. I don't I don't I don't see Kelsey getting ten targets and then me Cole getting two or one. Like it just doesn't work like that. So I, I think that you have to blame the quarterback for some of this, um, because we're not he's not expanding expanding the field to see who's open at when. And in a in a game like this where we're up big, you have to still be able to score. You know, you gotta play to win. We're not we're not playing to to stay in the game. You know, we're not playing to to not lose, we're playing to always win. And when you have that loser mentality or this we're up top right now so we don't need to worry about a mentality we get exactly what we had last week where we had 33 total or 36 total points and only six coming from the offense that's just pathetic yeah i won't argue with that you know i i won't say he's the sole reason we lost but you know with any team quarterback gets a lot of praise when you win a lot of fingers pointed out when you lose so I, you know, benching Matt Ryan doesn't hurt my feelings. This has to be the end of his career. On the season, he's got about 3,000 passing yards, 67% completion percentage, 6.6 yards per attempt, which he's actually higher than Tom Brady and Kyler Murray. Would you believe that? I probably wouldn't. That's pretty wild. Yeah. 14 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. And a bunch of fumbles along with that. So an easily forgettable season. For the 37 year old veteran, yeah, I, I, I again, I won't blame everything on him, but it, it starts with Matt Ryan, and I think it was time for a change. I know Colts fans have been wanting a change to any other quarterback, uh, probably more to Sam Ellinger to see what he's got going on. 
because I, I'm fine with that too. But I always, I keep posing this question. I even posted it on Twitter today. You know, if Sam Ellinger does ball out, what do we do with our first round draft pick? I'll tell you what I think personally, and I'll make it quick, I promise. I think that if he balls out, then we use that as leverage, as I mentioned earlier, to a point where we can now try to maybe if we don't want to, if you don't feel comfortable keeping him at a QB two, or if you have if you if your goal is keep him at a QB two, and then I don't know some other team comes up and says, all right, we'll take him, we'll take him, and we'll give you something for it. Then let him go. We've we talked about we talked about getting rid of all star players, you know, be it that be Shaq or or a JT or somebody like that. Then what's I don't see a problem with getting rid of a Sam. If we can let him get in there and show his his you know his skill set and get something out of it, but if we if we're gonna just have him, if we want him to actually be the future quarterback, I don't I don't really see that being the case. I don't know. Even if he had a great last three games, I I don't think that Colts uh, or the organization would say Sam is now our guy. We don't need to worry about the draft. I think that they've been plagued enough with this game of QB crisis, and and they probably want to get a finger on it now, but. I think that we just need to allow him to be in there because I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like his draft stock or he could help our draft stock in the long run if we can let him showcase what he can do versus sitting on the bench, what he can do. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. the decade. Right. You know, we, we kind of uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca. Right. Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Yeah, I think Sam Ellinger is kind of put in an impossible situation right now. Because if we draft a quarterback, you know, they have years and years of team building of, okay, we're going to build around you because you're a potential franchise quarterback. They have time to show us if they're the real deal or not. Probably two to three years. Sam Ellinger has to prove that in the last three games of a failed organization that has no offensive coordinator, a potato head coach uh just just a bad situation that i i think you could put most quarterbacks in and they would not succeed so it it's just not a good outlook for sam ellinger now i don't know maybe we could get some draft capital for him maybe he could be a part of the team in the future as a backup um to me uh i i don't think whatever quarterback you put back there we're probably not going to be seeing much great action from them it's just it, it's a bad situation um it, it's just unfortunate it's unlucky for him but again i've already told y'all i don't think sam ellinger is a potential franchise quarterback i think i i've seen enough to to say that he's probably not it um and i do not want to forego drafting a higher ceiling quarterback than sam ellinger just if he balls out, you know, against the Giants or the Texans. I just I'm 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 not excited about that. So No, I, I definitely agree with that. And I and I think if that were the case for him, you know, and he feels that he's still just being toyed around, then I'll request a trade. You know, I don't know the, the details of the contract, but 
get out of there then. I mean, get well, out of there. What's I, his I, trade value right now? I, well, it's, it's gonna it's not gonna go up any if he doesn't play. So I mean, you might as well get out of there and have a potential opportunity to play it back up someplace where you can actually be productive at, whether that be a New England or a you know. It, there, there are plenty of other teams I'm sure who would probably try to utilize him at some point. We look at Taysom Hill, and I'm not comparing him to Taysom Hill because I know Taysom's been playing a lot more than Sam had the opportunity to. But I look at somebody who was able with a Sean Payton to come in and and still get an opportunity to do something. And we realize now that, oh, well, this dude's actually a pretty decent quarterback, a pretty decent route runner, a pretty whatever they need him to do, he can be that he can be that guy to help them out. And again, I'm not saying that he that's not Sam. A decent quarterback. All right, well, fine. But <laughs> fine, fine, they fine, use fine, him, fine. No, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying because they <laughs> yeah. use him like a Swiss Army knife. He's yeah, exactly. In, he's like a, a tight end, receiver, running back. He he gets used in a lot of places, but when when he started last year. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> and I guess I like I say all that just to say that, but he he got that opportunity to, to showcase something, and and if the Colts the Colts are just the organization is going to continue to drag this this dude's career down at the rate it's going, it's going downhill fast for him, you know, and and it, it would suck. I would hate to be in this position to be in a, in a situation like this where even when they're four nine and one, they're still like, my guy, you're not getting the chance this time. Yeah. Maybe maybe next week. It's kind of a shitty situation to be in. I, I think he might. I mean, if Nick Foles thinks it up, maybe Sam Ellinger gets the Giants and Texans or, you know. But right now, turn to Nick Foles. It's Nick Foles' time. Last game he started in was the Bears last year. Completed 25, 35 passes, 68.6%. Completion rate, 250 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Not a bad start, you know. Not anything eye-popping, but... Uh, we we would have taken that earlier on in the year when we were when we were running for the playoffs, but you know I I won't lie I really thought they would you know going back to Sam Ellinger give him another look for the final three games not just one or two you know it can't hurt right I I just didn't think Nick Foles would start at any point barring an injury with Frank Wright gone so again it's a it's a surprise every week. Uh, this could be good. This could be bad. But I know people wanted Matt Ryan out of there. He's, he's finally out for now. Um, I, I think you can make an argument that Sam Ellinger and Nick Foles is an upgrade at quarterback over Matt Ryan at this point in the season. You know, Ryan's lack of mobility, we've seen it. His potato noodle arm, we, it, it's just <laughs> hindering our offense. And you know, Foles isn't as shifty as Ellinger, but like you said, veteran experience – that non-potato arm. We could see the playbook open up just a tiny bit more than we're used to. Um, it, it, I just hope it's a fun game again, you know, but for all four quarters, I don't want to be depressed for the second <laughs> half. But, um, yeah, let's see what Nick Foles is about. Let's see, you know, what he's going to do for us. Yeah, no, I, I think against the Chargers who have been – I know they're on this, you know, they're on a win streak right now, but I, I don't think they've been the hottest team out there right now. And looking at their point differential, just like just like the Vikings, I mean, their point differential is still negative for them. So I I think it's going to be a more interesting and fun game than we think it probably will be. I expect it to be a close, low scoring game, um, but I I think it'll be a little more interesting than, than I think. I don't know. I when I say I I guess I shouldn't say low scoring. I I should say medium. I think that both teams will at least score twenty points. So I shouldn't say low scoring. I mm. say twenty points apiece. I, I I'm not gonna give a I'm not gonna give a score. I, I think the Colts probably lose twenty seven to twenty four. Um, but wow, it, it's gonna be that close. I think it'll be I think it'll be closer than what you think. It's a Monday night. 
I keep trying to tell myself it's a Monday night after Christmas. The Colts should do something. <laughs> All right, but oh let me get. But at the same time, it's just like, oh Jesus Christ! I mean, you don't know what to expect, you know. But I, I, I do think it'll be a little closer than we wanted, just because the the Chargers are not that good either. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm a stat person. Y'all know I am. So look, I, I love looking at the numbers. They don't lie. I on Jamal thinks they're a trash team. That's fine. I think the Chargers, they're a pretty well disciplined team. Uh, they they pass heavily. They got Justin Herbert back there. Um, they don't really have a run game. I mean, they they run pass plays two out of three times. Uh, so we know what's coming. Like, I think Gus Bradley's defense is actually a perfect matchup for them. You know, we don't rush a lot. We we got to make Justin Herbert make good decisions and tight coverage. We're gonna have seven people back there, drop back. You know, I I think I think it's gonna be a good matchup. But yeah, they they pass sixty six point seven percent of the time, right behind Tampa Bay. They're second in the NFL in running pass plays uh, versus run plays. They don't commit a lot of penalties. They don't turn it over. Um, that they're, they're top six in both those categories. And what what I'm really worried about, and I mean, we saw what the Vikings did to our defense in the second half. But this offense is also, I mean. It's pretty high powered in the passing game. They they finally have Keenan Allen back and Mike Williams. They're healthy. They're healthy now. They they've been gone for a while. Justin Her- Herbert had some had some rib problems in in the middle of the season. Should be healthier. And he's got his weapons back. He's had Austin Eckler this whole time. Top five pass catching back. You remember the Commanders game? We you know they they gave us trouble with pass catchers out the backfield. Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson Jr. They they were eating on us on on every route out the backfield. We just couldn't cover them. It was weird. Um, so they could really roll us here, but then they also couldn't because I think just the Gus Bradley system is a nice matchup. I can see it. I'm of course gonna side with you. Colts are definitely losing this game. Uh, the score prediction. I'm thinking a weird number like 16 to 34. Ooh, uh, all right. I like that. I, you okay? You throw Nick Foles back there. What? <laughs> I I did say the playbook would open up a little bit more, but come on. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be too generous here. No further specials. No, I. <laughs> I I told y'all after that Vikings game, I am on the lost train. Like, <laughs> there there is no way I'm predicting another win for the Colts ever again. For 2022, um, I will enough. say the Chargers' offensive line—it's pretty garbage, just like us. Except they have a reason why it's bad. They, they lost Rashawn Slater; uh, he's he's possibly out for the season. They just got Trey Pipkins back. The run game sucks too. Like you don't see Austin Eckler breaking out 100-yard rushing games. It's always running for about 40 yards, 30 yards, and catching. <laughs> Catching an absurd amount of passes a game, like nine catches Shit. for eighty-two yards. It's unreal. Yeah, they they love passing the ball. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. We will on a Monday night. I I want to know what the 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 views for watching the game are going to be. I need to know those TV stats because I got a feeling people are going to be like, oh, this is the day at the Christmas. I can find something else better to do because 
Nah, man, they'll want to watch the Colts. Yeah, to see we, if they can embarrass themselves any more yeah. than they did last week. <laughs> we, we bring entertainment to yeah, you're televisions right. you're around right. the nation. Unwanted, unwanted entertainment. Nah, people were <laughs> hyped to see us. Must see TV. Yeah, people were hyped to see us break records for the wrong reasons. So, you know, I'm going to be watching the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Monday night, it... <laughs> I wish I was more excited to watch it. I wish we were in playoff contention. I think we technically still are. We still have that one percent, like maybe point five percent chance. Hey, I'm, I'm all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna speak on what I said last time. Last year there was a ninety nine percent chance, and they figured it out how to lose it. Yeah, on last week there was a ninety nine point like six percent chance Colts to win, and they figured out a way to get that point four in there. So you you're right. The Colts can always figure out a way to get these these. Th- absolute nothing percentages in there typically in the negative we can make playoffs maybe i should be happier look if we went out finish seven nine and one if the jaguars lose to the jets the texans and then beat the titans and then if the titans lose out to the texans cowboys and jaguars Baby, we are in playoffs. I think we win the AFC South like that. Do really want to watch the Chiefs or the Bills drop an 85 piece on us? <laughs> like, that is, you actually praying on the Colts' downfall. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> Man, say, so go ahead and lose 99 to 0. Get there's, out of here. <laughs> I mean, there's no way that's going to happen. But then again, oh my God. <laughs> Do you know how crazy of a season this is? This would be the craziest cold season of all time if it would that be. scenario were to happen. It would be. So we can still win the AFC South, guys. It starts with some Jaguars and Titans losses this, this weekend. It ends with the Chargers win. Well, mm. a Colts uh, win against the Chargers. I'm sorry. Yeah, and the but, Jaguars get played tonight. Yeah, so we'll see. Oh, yeah. So yeah. don't hold your breath, but... <laughs> Baby, we we are still in this. <laughs> oh no! I who do we? Let me let me look at the tankathon real quick. We got we got Chargers, Giants, and um, and uh, Texas, I believe. So it should be three easy else to be completely honest with you. Yeah, but to move up the draft order, we oh, need Arizona. Oh. We need let's see the Rams, Broncos. Bears even and the Texans to start winning and we just lose out. We'll start moving up. Right now we're solidified at that sixth spot if it were to happen today. That's not a bad no. spot to be in because the, the teams above us are not drafting quarterbacks except Houston maybe and then and I say maybe because uh, Trayvon Walker got taken over Aiden Hutchinson. So anything can happen and then the Lions possibly they might take a quarterback at four. Which I can kind of see them skipping out man Jerry Crossman. Yeah, no, they, they could. Six one over the past seven games, I mean, looking good. So, yeah, all that all that's to say is that Will Levis and Richardson will still be there uh, for us. So it it's going to be fun, guys. It's going to be fun. Well, that's going to be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Colts Cast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back after the Chargers game, of course, to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all have a good weekend. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.